Okay, this is Worlds of Books. Today is June 16th, 2020, and we are discussing the book Summer of 69 by Ellen Hildebrand. Uh, as, as I said a minute ago, we've got like 16 people in here, and I'm kind of going to go over some of the rules I like to use in these book groups so that I don't have to mute everybody. I will mute everybody if I need to, but first of all, if you're going to be making any background noise, please mute yourself. Uh, that means like if you're messing with stuff at a sink or whatever, clanking stuff around. Uh, Alt-A, <laughs> if you're on a computer or if you're on an iPhone, there's a mute button. Depending on what screen you're, you're on, you can either double tap on your name if you're on the participants list and select mute. Or if you're on the main screen, it should be at the bottom left-hand corner. Uh, if you're on a phone, it's star six. To mute and unmute yourself. Or turn it down. Oh. Say again. Oh, nothing. I'm, I'm going to mute myself. Please, please okay. Until you call okay. me. You okay. turn the TV up. You have to. Okay. All right. And also, if you agree with what somebody has just said, don't chime in and say you agree because there's a little bit of a lag with Zoom. Zoom's great with picking up audio, but there can be a, a little bit of a lag. And then when you say you agree, it like, tramples over what they're saying and it and i know when i'm talking it's done to me i, I kind of lose my train of thought so uh you know I, I like being able to talk in real time with each other but but there's a time and place for it i think it's better to, to let it i'm going to call on everybody let you say what you thought about the book and then when everybody's had a chance to say what they thought about the book then we can open it up or we can talk all over each other if you'd like but uh I, I, it just works better if you don't chime in with those I agree comments and stuff until somebody is you're you're dead sure they're through talking and stuff. So so I would appreciate everybody's cooperation. I think things just go a lot more smoothly if, if we do that. Uh, so uh, I, I'm going to start things off and telling you a little bit about Ellen Hildebrand. I, I basically I try to go in and read the Wikipedia articles about these people and just try to glean a fact or two. Uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, uh, spit out her entire, uh, bibliography and stuff, everything she's written. But, uh, she was born. I mean, we, we probably all know she was born in 1969. If we read this book and listened to the afterward, uh, uh, she was born in Pennsylvania. Uh, and she graduated from Johns Hopkins, which I believe is in Baltimore, isn't it? And then uh, she lives, uh, surprise, surprise, in Nantucket now. With, she has three kids. Uh, she mainly writes romance novels, I think. And I think most all of them are set in Nantucket. But uh, that's, that's the background I've, I've got on her. And uh, uh, if anybody else wants to throw out anything about her, feel free to. But otherwise, I'm just going to go through and uh, call on people based on how you're listed in the list, I'm probably just going to go. I think everybody's listed alphabetically, and I think I've got everybody labeled. So I, I'm going to call on each person and say what you think about the book. So, and please forgive me. I, I finished this book two or three weeks ago, and I've read two or three since then. So if if you if it sounds like I've forgotten what's going on, it's probably because I have. So uh, just just bear with me, and hopefully some of y'all have read it more recently and and can fill in the gaps and stuff. So. Here we go. So, Bob, since you're uh, the host, I'm going to call on you first. You're at the top of the list. 
Thank you, Alan. I will be brief. There's a big crowd. I want to hear what everybody has to say. I thoroughly love this book. You know, I'm not into romances too much, but it was a very complicated plot. I believe I read the maybe the epilogue or somewhere. I read the book about three weeks three weeks ago as well. It was Jesse's story that Jesse was Ellen. Um, I don't know who Eric, her twin, was in there. He urged her to write the book, though, about Nantucket and about their family. And it was, it was complicated plots. The grandmother who didn't like Jews, Kate, who marries David, uh, Tiger, who, who's really great, and, uh, and so forth. And they didn't have him return when the door opened. I said, you know, I'd like him back, but it's kind of contrived, and it, he didn't come back. Um, and it was, and the good thing was, I lived through '69. It was very accurate, you know. And uh, the music, I didn't know that music. I was kind of old music, <laughs> but still, I lived through it. '68, tumultuous '69. They weren't great years, but it was a really great book. I urge all, anybody who hasn't read it, who hears the recording, to read it. Thank you very much. Thank you, Bob. Okay. Carla Hayes, you're next on my list. Okay, can you hear me? Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, there were a lot of things that I really liked about this book. Um, I thought it was ingeniously put together, how she used song titles um, for the titles of the various sections and went back and forth and got the perspectives of the different characters. And um, one reason I really enjoyed this book is I lived through this time. I remember the, the shuttle, I mean, the, the, um, <laughs> the shuttle, listen to me, the moon launch, um, you know, the Apollo 11 and them landing on the moon. I was in day camp on the day of the launch, and I remember watching them stepping out of the rover and all that. And I remember the Chappaquiddick thing and Woodstock. I, I remember all those things, and I was roughly coming of age about that time. Well, maybe a little young, but... I came of age a little bit young. So, but the point is, I really identified with this book and I, I thought it was well written. I, I think the narrator did a good job and I did something to really pepper the book up myself. I was reading it while I was on the exercise bike and I asked my um, Lady A device to play music from 1969 and that really added to it, really took me back. And so, good book. Good. Thank you, Carla. Mickey, you're up. Well, there were parts I liked and parts I really didn't. I Now, you got to keep in mind that in 1969, I was 25 years old and I had a child. And I was very involved in civil rights and I was involved in politics and I was working. And I really didn't worry about, I thought that the movement, the women's movement was very overblown. Um, it re yes, they were equal pay for equal work wasn't a fact, but, but it didn't hit us where we were with as much force as it did apparently where she was, because, you know, it just was, people didn't read Betty Friedan. I mean, they talked about it on the radio and stuff, but I don't know anybody who read it. Um, you know, it, 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 it was a different time for pe different people. The, the writing was very good. Um, I appreciated the, the, the chapter headings and all that. But I, as far as the book being real, I couldn't quite grab it. Um, 
Yeah, I talked about about uh, Bobby Kennedy, and they talked about you know all these things that I remember vividly because I was, um, you know, that much older. Um, so I, I I'd give it you know a three out of five. Okay. Well, I'm sure there'll be several of us that blast you down. When we talk amongst ourselves later. So, uh, <laughs> but, uh, all right. But that's what makes these, that's what makes these things interesting, different opinions. So there you go. Okay. Well, let's see who's next. Patricia New Valley. Uh, yes. Hi. Um, I really loved the book. I, uh, it was a very fast read, uh, for me. And um, I really enjoyed, of course, all of the uh, local flavor of this about Nantucket and Martha's Vineyard and uh, uh, Brookline, where I actually live. And uh, so uh, all of this territory (laughs) I uh, enjoyed going through. But I I also really like the, um, uh, the song titles as... Uh, some of uh, some of the um, the songs of that time um, being in the chapter titles and uh, also I thought it you know really incorporated um, everything that was happening during the time uh, Chappaquiddick and and the moon launch and, um, and uh, even you know the characters I the um, the characters were quite interesting too Blair and Angus and Kirby and <laughs> Kate and David and Jesse all of them I thought really were quite interesting and even the grandmother too so uh, yeah I really liked it a lot okay. And, uh, okay. it was also uh, interesting the um, the afterward too where she talks about herself and her brother and their, right. his encouragement for her to read it to write that so that's what i have okay okay all right thank you okay let's see david f i'm sorry i'm ready i had turned my mic off can everybody hear me yes you're good Okay, I took notes, so I'm going to just run through them. The setting was absolutely fascinating. It made me want to visit Nantucket and eat at the sweet shop and try some of the restaurants and eat a lobster roll. The book's setting a time of rapid change and promise that we are still coming to terms with today was fascinating because while I was born in the, in the late 60s, I don't remember much of that. I love the song titles, as others of you mentioned, that name each chapter. That is, once I figured out they were song titles. I even knew some of the songs. Uh, The book was in an interesting third-person, present-tense narrative style with each chapter focusing on a different character, which kept you interested because if you got aggravated with Kirby, you knew the next chapter might be Blair and her crazy husband. The scene that caught me the most was the scene where Jesse is eating ice cream (laughs) 
the Malachi Mint with her father, and she comes to the realization that she does not have to tell her parents everything that happens to her. It seemed a, a pivotal moment. I did want to point out to all of you, there is a short story on Bookshare called Summer of 79 by the same author. She looks at these people 10 years later. We learn that oh. Jesse studies law at Columbia. Kirby is running wild working for Cosmo oh. in New York <laughs> City, going to parties at Studio 54, running around with Andy Warhol and other famous people. Blair divorced Angus because he was more devoted to his Houston work. Um, Exalta died in this book, and she, but she did mellow the last 10 years of her life because of her and Bill. Tiger's a wealthy bowling alley owner, and he did marry <laughs> McGee, and they're trying to have a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think I do think wow. the afterward was nice. I agree with you. The afterward giving you background on the author was nice, making her more real. And lastly, I believe the author has a new book called Twenty Eight Summers, but I don't know anything about it. I'm done. Okay, so you said that that short, <laughs> that, that short story is on the is on Bookshare. You said Summer yes, Seventy Nine. It it's called Summer okay. Seventy Nine. I wonder right. if it's on Audible. It, yeah. And it has chapters with the song titles from the 70s, like Hot oh, Child in the City, cool. We Are Family. It's not oh. long, though. It maybe it took me about 40 minutes to hear it. Okay. It's not Good. on Audible. It's not on Audible, but it is on Apple Books. I wish she'd do Summer of 89 and 99. I want to see how these people have gotten attached to them. Well, they're all... Now they're all grandparents and great-grandparents. But I liked, I liked that old weird Exalta. She was old-timey wasp. She liked traditions. It kind of got her but, but We'll talk later. Yeah. <laughs> she, okay. She uh, Deborah. Oh, I loved this book. I love this book. And um, I am surprised that I would disagree with Miss Mickey. However... This book captures exactly everything I was doing in 1969. Everybody was talking about Betty Friedan and everybody was um, very much, you know, involved in women's rights. It was civil rights and women's rights were the first like political things that captured my young brain. And, um, and, and, and actually, I mean, it astonished me when I read the epilogue to think that she was born in 69 because for me, she so absolutely perfectly captured the era that I felt certain while reading it that she had been a teenager then. So she's really a great writer. Um, I just, I just loved it. And I, Partly because it's 1969 is such a pivotal year for me in in my young life. I mean, it was just the year that everything you know, that it was like the year I well, it was like that I grew up. You know that that I really cared about all these other things in the world, and she got them all in there. And and David, that was perfect zoning in on on that realization of Jesse's I I I kind of really um loved that that moment too so anyway yeah I, it was it was great um it's too bad that Ellen stole my idea even though I never executed it I had this idea long 
probably, you know, 30 years ago that I'd like to write a book about the late 60s, early 70s and use song titles for the chapter. So, <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think somebody should make a little playlist of all the songs. I, I knew almost all of them. There were a couple that I didn't recognize. Okay. Okay. Well, great. Thank you. Let's see who's next. It, apparently the list moves around, so let's see. Yes, it does. Ladon. <laughs> Okie dokie. Uh, summer of 69. When we said we were going to read this, I said, Summer of 69? That sounds so familiar. What is it? But I could not bring it to mind. So I thought, well, I'll read the book. And as I started reading, I said, hey, this this is pretty good. I, I really like this book. Uh, Kate has a fear, a fear when Tiger is drafted. She almost sure that he's going to be killed. And it's because God is going to punish her. And what is God going to punish her for? Well, let's see. Her husband committed suicide or accidentally shot himself a few years ago. That must be what it is. Let's see. Uh, is Kate thinking God's going to uh, punish her because she killed her husband? Or maybe she caused him to commit suicide? What is it? So I've got to stay with the book. Uh, that's a mystery that I want to be solved. And as I'm reading, I think, hey, this Kirby girl, I really like her. And by the way, i kind of disappointed that he told us about the summer of 69. Because that pretty, that pretty, I mean, 79, because that pretty much wrecked what I thought was thinking about the characters as I was reading this book. And the author evidently has gone on and um, uh, made different what I thought was going to happen. I really like Kirby. I didn't think she would turn out uh, as bad as she has in the following uh, novel. And Angus, I never doubted oh, yeah. for a minute Just that a minute. he had not uh, had a girlfriend. When she caught him on the phone with that woman, she said, well, it can't come. Well, I'm going to have to charge you anyway. Well, I thought that's not a prostitute. You know, I think that he has a doctor or, or a psychiatrist or something and he's covering it up. And then, of course, as it unwound, uh, that that's what it was. And so I had done that. Now, at the end of the book, I forget grandma's name, but I, I thought she was a pretty, you know, richy person that was thought everybody uh, who wasn't not rich like her was not as good. And she fell in love with a caretaker, you know, or something. But I didn't think that I, I didn't I think that what didn't think that would happen. I think the saying is a tiger doesn't change its spots. And she was like that all through the book. And she couldn't completely change and say, oh, okay, Kirby, you got a black boyfriend. Come on, bring him on over. I want to meet him. I didn't think people could change like that. So I thought that, that was stuck. I have some other things that I might say during the general conversations, but that's enough for now. 
Okay. Thank you. Sherry Wells. Okay. First of all, to Deborah, go ahead and write that book. This isn't the first book I've seen with song titles as chapter <laughs> headings. So you would not be infringing on anything. I don't know about the rest of you, but I started to think, does this song title have something to do with the content of this chapter? And I was right. trying to keep it in mind, but I, the book was so good that I, I forgot about this, the chapter title by the time I got to the end of the chapter. So I was never able to figure out if it really had anything to do or not, or it was just random. I liked the book tremendously. I liked all the daughter or the children instantly. You know, they were just so likable. I did not like Ex Exalta. I've never heard of that name either. I thought that was an interesting yeah. name. Mm -hmm. um, I do have two questions for the group. I was really surprised that Trixie, Trixie ended up being his uh, therapist or psychiatrist because in the beginning, she comes to the office, I think, and he comes in all disheveled, with <coughs> shirt buttoned weird and stuff. That wasn't a psychiatrist appointment. So I don't know what the explanation for that was. They never quite did explain that, but I didn't think that fit in. And I was also curious to see what people thought of Kate confiding in her 13-year-old daughter about the dad committing suicide and what she had confronted him with. That seems like a lot to dump on a little girl of 13. And I didn't yeah. think that was quite appropriate. And I didn't really... I can't say I liked Kate that much. I liked the, the children the best, and we didn't get to know Tiger too well. I was glad to know he didn't die, though. And I was oh. glad he didn't come home in the end. That would have been too contrived. I, I thought it was nice that they left it, that he was alive <laughs> and he would be coming home. So that's it for now. Oh, now Harry's calling me. I need to... Maybe maybe Angus fell off her couch or something and got disheveled. <laughs> that's, that's how it happened. I, I, I but, but, uh, anyway... <laughs> Okay, so let's see. Marsha Moses. Okay, well, I I must I must admit I read this book. I think it it was even pre-pandemic, so we're we're going back a ways here. So I'm 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 getting a few things back in my mind. Uh, oh yeah, that I remember her. I remember this happened. Whatever. But I was I was like two three years older than Jesse that summer, so. Um, I, I remember a lot of it. And, and our group, being from the Midwest and so on, uh, we, we did not read Betty for Dan. Um, I did. I, Thank you. <laughs> I thought you might like that, Mickey. But, um, you know, I can, I can relate to, to a lot of the, you know, the, the events and so on. And what I'm going to do, and I don't know why I didn't do this then, I'm going to get the book again and uh, get all the song t titles and and uh on my uh device i'm going to uh, do a soundtrack of uh the summer of 69 with all the chapter sound titles um i did like exalta believe it or not um she was this straight laced old woman and what have you i think the reason i liked her um she knew about the necklace even before jesse even said anything you know, I mean, because she, that poor little girl was just uh, stewing. I mean, she was in, she was in a bad way, but she did come clean about it. And Jesse said, oh, yeah, what's his name? What, what was his name? Br brought it in the Bill. next day. Yeah, Bill brought it in. And, uh, and I thought, you know what? That uh, Exalta taught that little girl something that she'll never, ever forget. 
And, uh, and, and I thought that was a little strange too. Oh, come on. You, you got that, bla- you know, you have a black boyfriend, bring him on over. No, that, that would not have happened. I mean, nobody changes okay. that quickly. And, um, let's see one, one, let's see, I had something else going here and now it kind of disappeared. I'll think of it anyway. I'm, I'm done. Okay. For the time. All right. Uh, Don Queen. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. yes sir. Oh, good. Thank you. Wasn't sure I got bounced out here. <clears throat> I didn't like the book at first. I thought it was just a bunch of rich kids going up the thing, and I so I quit. Then I I said, well, I better I'll read the end of the book, the ending section, see what happened to these people, and it got kind of interesting. So I kept jumping backwards through the <laughs> book. <laughs> on each section with Kennedy getting, get, you know, get the thing with Kennedy and then the thing with that and so on. And so I did get most of the book, I guess, but, and it was very nicely read. It's not a bad book at all. And I, I changed my mind a bit on it. Okay, well, that's that's an interesting way to read a book, Don, but I'm not going to, you know, I, I, I guess we don't want to have Yeah, so, uh, okay. All right, Ra- Randy. Well, I'm an Ellen Hildebrand fan. I love her I thought, books. Yeah, 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 I, thought, I thought you were. I thought we'd read uh, read her novel ideas before, maybe. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and she does have a new book, which I got today. But anyway, um. This is my favorite of all her books. I love the, like Sherry, I really like the kids. And um, I love the song titles. And I listened to them too, as I read. And I just, I like, like you, Marsha, I liked Exalta. She was just a salty woman, you know, just said what she thought. And if you liked it. If, if if she liked you, she was one of those people you knew where you stood with her. And I did kind of like her, but I have to agree, no one can change that much. And I just, this was, this is my favorite of all of them. So. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. Let's see. Ralph, are you still here? Yes, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, well, I think this is my first Hildebrand book. I like the book. I liked all the characters. I liked Exalta, and I liked Kate, and I liked the children. I I really liked the fact when Tiger wrote to Jesse, you know, how he would say messy. So that sort of, you know, connected their connection in a closer way than uh, this is Tiger saying goodbye and all that. Uh, I liked uh, Exalta and the way that she handled the situation with the necklace with Jesse. I thought that was really smart to tie that in that way. So it wasn't like you're grounded for the rest of the summer and you can't eat popcorn anymore. So um, uh, that that was um, that was good. The way that she tied in Chappaquiddick and the moon landing, I thought that was good as well. It wasn't. Uh, stop and read this chapter because that's what this is all going to be about. She tied it in together, and I thought that was good. The character development was good. Uh, Angus was uh, sort of like the nutty professor. 
you know, he was scatterbrained, <laughs> intelligent, and disheveled, and that's probably why he came in with, you know, he probably didn't pay attention to uh, his tie being tied riders, shirt being buttoned, that's what, what I figured. Uh, I also like the perspective that, okay, you know, it's that it was sort of risque for, you know, the girl to have a black boyfriend, but her, but his family didn't like it either. So, you know, the the um, guy was trying to make oh, it's going to be okay, it's going to be okay, but he really didn't want her around his family because of the tension. So I thought that was a good perspective on that part as well. Uh, I like the young tennis pro, the you know the girl who who helped Jesse and how she dealt with the situation there. I thought that was good that it wasn't like okay we. We're going to write a complaint, and it'll be done. You know, she knew how to deal with it. So, and and the the ice cream moment that was terrific when um, when Jesse realized that okay, I'm growing up here. I don't have to tell my parents every single thing that ever happened. Right. So uh, that was that was a seminal moment in the book as well. I thought, and um, I really like the ending when. Everybody gets in the car and they're driving up this road and it's dark and what's going to happen. And Kate shows them the house they're going to live in. So she was strong. Uh, Exalta was strong. All of the all of the women characters were strong. Even um, you know the uh, girl who was pregnant. You know she's um, she had her ups and down moments, but she persevered. So it was a good book. Okay, great. Nancy, I hear Alan? you talking in the background. Go ahead. Oh, oh, you're talking to me, Nancy? Yeah, I'm talking to you. Okay. Your turn. I know. I was trying to tell George to quiet, quiet down. I, I got him off mute because I went. I'm, I have to go in 10, 15 minutes. Everything, everyone's interrupting me, and I'm not happy. Right? I, I can. I, may I mention the book and have Shirley go next? I want to hear her, my friend Shirley's opinion. I have to get off the call. Things are going. Yeah, um, yeah. I was going really, yeah, to call on her next. Yeah. So go ahead. Okay. I really liked the book. I thought there was excellent character. I'm sorry if I, I didn't mean to disrupt the meeting. Um, You're good. I love the book. I thought there was excellent um, character development. I, I never, it's one of the best books I've ever read. I liked the way she described things and her, she was funny and she was poignant. And I mean, even whatever, however you pronounce her first name, the author. And I, I just thought the characters were real. And the, she brought the history alive, and I she, and she kept the history of of the of the area alive, and I and the characters. I, I don't want to go into a book about the characters, but I really thought they all were well developed. Thank you very much. Thank you, Nancy. Shirley, you're welcome. Okay. Um, well, first of all. Um, I had read a book, and, and thank you, Nancy, by the way, for <laughs> getting me in there. I wasn't sure, Alan, that you even knew I was here. but I saw, um, I saw your area code down there. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, um, you know, I read another book by her several months ago, and I actually downloaded this one with the intention of reading it someday. Nancy and I have a lot of someday books. And I was going to read it someday, and, and when I saw that you guys had it on the list, I was just uh, real thrilled about it because I thought, good, now I will read it. I enjoyed the book thoroughly. I really did. I did think some things, of course, were unrealistic, like, you know, like all of a sudden, uh, which everybody has already mentioned or a number of people, she's just going to let that 
black kid come in and everything's going to be wonderful. Um, I thought, uh, you know, Exalta was another name for eccentric, <laughs> as far as I was concerned. Her thing about the shower and all that stuff, I mean, that was just beyond ridiculousness. Um, and, you know, <laughs> just just a bit crazy and far-fetched, to say the least. Um, but I enjoyed it. I, you know, I was a teenager uh, in that era of time. Um, so, you know, like I said, I could, uh, of course, remember some of those things that happened. And it was it was so neat the way it was tied in with the, uh, the real world times. I sure didn't expect the thing about uh, Chappaquiddick. That was kind of a surprise. Um, the anti-Semitism, of course, um, I mean, you know, I've been Jewish all my life, so it was quite interesting to me to see how she brought that in. And, and I guess there was quite a bit more of it, you know, around that time. Um, you know, so, uh, I, he probably, you know, would have not been let in. You know, uh, Levin might have not been let in if he had attempted to sign with in with that name to, you know, some of the country clubs and things of that nature. And I thought it was interesting the way the daughter, you know, tried to defend her name and everything. Um, I sort of had a laugh at David because I started reading that summer of 79 tonight. And I don't know, now that he told me the whole story, you know, <laughs> but uh, I'm looking forward to reading that. They said they called it a postscript to the other book. So it is very short. And um, I think I'm going to enjoy it, even though he's told me what's happened to most of the characters. So um, thanks a lot for whoever uh, came up with the book. And and uh, I've, you know, there's a couple of uh, her other ones that I want to read as well. And I hope she continues to write and, and do well. I, I did see in one of the books I read when she wrote her acknowledgments and everything that She's uh, a breast cancer survivor, and uh, I hope she can continue doing well in writing. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Deanna Noriega, we'll give you a minute to unmute yourself. Okay. Um, I, was a, <laughs> I was a teenager during that era, and, but a little bit older than, than Jesse. Although I think I was probably just as idealistic and unrealistic at times because I got involved in advocacy and politics in my senior year in 1968 because I was frustrated by the fact that so many of my um, classmates were going to face the draft because they weren't going to be, you know, going on to college. And um, they were scared. And I started an underground newspaper with my best friend, and we wrote about real things, and we sold our paper. Um, you know, she had it printed up, and then we... So I had a pen name, James Dare, and um, I wrote about drugs on, on my high school campus, about the double standard, um, you know, cheerleader disappears, and everybody knows she got pregnant, but the captain of the football team is still back at school and swaggering all around. You know, that kind of thing that was part of what I saw of high school life. Um, 
when the the school paper was all um, Mrs. So and so is going to be retiring this year, and you know such and such happened at the football game, you know, and it was so not real, you know the the uh, so I was a, a bit of a rabble rouser at that age, and I did things like I campaigned for Robert Kennedy. And we invented a new way to do um, the Chinese fire drill where we would jump out of my friend Cindy's car and we'd run to the cars around us and slap bumper stickers on them for for Kennedy and jump back in the car again. Um, (laughs) You know, so I kind of understood a lot of what, you know, how that idealism and frustration with society and the rules that didn't make sense to us you know, were being applied. So that part of it rang true. Exalted rang true to me because I have very strong women in my family. And my mother is a very dominant personality. And um, I once gave her a purple cup for Mother's Day that said she who must be obeyed. And she thought it was funny. So I can see how Exalta... If you happen to be in her good graces and she liked you, she would tolerate more from you than she would another person or someone else because you happen to be her favorite. And it did indicate that Kirby was one of her favorites because Kirby never kowtowed to her. Kate bent to her too often. So I think Exalta didn't have as much respect for her daughter. Um Jessie, I think she she saw that potentially Jessie could could stand up to her too. Um, so that's the kind of of thing Exalta would do. If you gave her a good run for her money, she respected you. But if you let her dominate you, then you know it was no fun. There was <laughs> there was. Uh, you know, so I I understand that kind of woman since I grew up under the thumb of one, <laughs> or as much as I would let her <laughs> keep me under her thumb. Um, not that I didn't love, you know, I do love my mom. I do. Um, I just find that I take her best in I'll small doses. You. <laughs> yeah. So um, that part I didn't see a problem with. I didn't see. Um, no, it all pretty much rang true. The, the, the contrast of um, growing up with enough to eat and, and everything, you know, that, that that generation had. And then the, I think the big conflict for, for me was earlier, was during the Cuban Missile Crisis, when I wondered if there was any point in growing up and going to college and you know, having the two-car garage and the two cars and all of that stuff didn't seem real to me, not if we could be destroyed. And so I think a lot of the hedonism of my generation came out of that feeling like that our parents' American dream wasn't our American dream, that we wanted something different. We wanted um, more justice, more... I remember a political science professor in 69 telling me 
um, well, you can't change things overnight. And I said, well, you can't change things at all if you never try. Right. You know. Right. So, so you, you enjoyed it by and large, though, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. okay. All right. Well, I think I've called on everybody except for me. So, uh, uh, I, I, I really, I, I really enjoyed this book. Uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm a year younger than J- the Jesse character in this book. So, I, like, like a lot of you, I was uh, well. And, and boys are a lot younger than girls, I think, during this time period too. So I was probably a, a lot far behind these characters, but but uh, but I was around during this time period, and I just thought she just did an excellent job capturing the, the, the family and the, the various characters of the family, and 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 getting you to see how a real family interacts with one another. I always enjoy books that that do a good job with that, and uh, and I as I've, I've told y'all before, I really like books with strong women characters, and this one had a, a plethora of them. So uh, uh, I, I, I liked all the characters. I, I thought they did a real good job showing how they interacted. I love the song titles at the beginning of each chapter. I love a lot of the '60s music, and uh, I, she she and even though she primarily writes romances this this really wasn't a romance per se this was really a just a human relations story about how people get along with one another and uh i, I thought she just did a really good job telling it and uh uh thanks for everybody's comments that i thought that went very smoothly if anybody wants to talk about particular scenes or whatever uh but you know i think we we're already well, about 45 minutes let me check the time well I want to do a PS. Can I do a PS? Yes, go, Deborah. Go ahead. Do a PS. <laughs> okay. Because, you know, listening to everybody else brought some other things up in my brain. So I have um, three things, I think, if I can remember three things long enough to say all three. The first one is that I think that it was very realistic for Exalta to seem to change her stripes and be accepting of the black boyfriend because I think the point was that she was falling in love and that it changed, changed her demeanor. Um, and because Kirby was her favorite, I think that had something to do with it too. So that was one thing that I wanted to say. And another is I find it very interesting that not a single one of us mentioned Pick. And I forgot about him, but he was one of my favorite characters. I loved that boy. He was yeah. wonderful. Remember him? <clears throat> he goes to the Peace Corps. Oh, good. Oh, oh. good. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, somebody, don't tell them the spoiler. whole story. I'm not inviting you. Would somebody mind like David? Would somebody mind old David? Yeah, don't tell them the whole story. Yeah. I, I thought I thought it was very I thought it was very interesting that uh, he was the half black brother of the the her half sisters and brother, mm-hmm. and so, so he, she was a half. He was a half brother of her half brother. That make her, him, uh, her quarter brother. 
Was he the one that was living in in the in that in that, a, yeah. the, yes. in the yeah. guest house or whatever? Yeah. Oh, okay. Now, yeah. now I know. I'm like, pick who the heck is pick? <laughs> so, Deborah, did you make all three? Did you make all three of your points? Was there another? point? No, I didn't. No. Okay. Um, okay. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> just escaped. Oh my <laughs> gosh, this is so embarrassing. I had an episode today where I sort of lost some oxygen, and I swear it affected my brain. I've been foggy ever since. Um, 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 oh, come back. Well, maybe you'll give me a chance because it was oh, important, whatever will. it was. Al- It'll Alan, come back. Bob here, mm-hmm. if I may. Oh, I, it, I, I guess just I remembered may. what it uh, was. I, I want to say a word about <laughs> Exalta, if I may. That that she wouldn't accept David, but sadly, with anti-Semitism was very strong in those days. You had housing developments that Jews allowed. David maybe had he stood up to her more and said, "This is my wife. This is my family." Um, she might have respected him, and I think Deborah was right that she was in love when she accepted Darren and also McGee. She looked at McGee. She knew McGee was in love. She found love. Uh, but I don't think she, I think eccentric uh, is what she was. I, I don't, I didn't like her very much, but that's one man's opinion. Thank you. You know, okay. I, I didn't people, either. People, <laughs> people really took all of this very seriously. I had a reader in college who was black from Chicago. And I said, well, you'll have to come over sometime, you know. And, huh. and she said, when I come in, I will come in your back door. And I said, if you come to my house, you come in my front door. She said, then I can't come. Wow. Wow. That's sad. I thought thought that this author did a really great job of describing where they lived and and the place. And as I was reading it, I said, man, she must be very familiar with what she's writing. She's not making this up with all the places oh, yeah. went and everything and, and the different roads and the way it was laid out it, to me i knew she did, and then alan said she was from there well that 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 verified uh, what i was thinking while i was reading the book and right. i looked at I her book, book list and yeah. all of her books are just uh, because i enjoyed this book so much i wanted to see if i if i'd read any others and it turned out i had read one um, but nearly all of them, looking at her book list on Bard and the annotations, they're almost all set in Nantucket. And, and then Alan included in the bio that she lives on Nantucket. So, yeah, right. she was familiar. And so the other, the, the, the other, that other thing that I forgot earlier to say is that um, I think it was pretty brilliant that she made a 13-year-old the main character because it would have been an entirely different book if she would have had Kirby be the main character, I think. You know, like, um, but telling so much of it from Jesse's point of view, I I just thought that was really good because, you know, the older teenagers are, like, really in the thick of it. And just how different that time was depending on a few years because, you know, like Mickey seeing it differently from me. I think that's because, you know, we're like the age difference maybe of Kirby and Blair or maybe a little bit more, but I think it made a huge difference. 
of where you were. Um, so anyway, where I was, I'm yeah. sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, that's all. I'm done. Well, where I, I was. Wonder... Oh, Wait, Mickey's try- I think talking. Is it Who, who's well, next? Where, where, Go, Mickey. 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 Bottom where right. I was and the location, both the location that we lived in, uh, the the fact that I was going to Marquette, which was very liberal, uh, the fact that I knew people who went to Selma, um, and that, that I was in the middle of all of this, made the women's movement shrink in importance mm-hmm. to us. Mm-hmm. What we saw was the, the really, the, the civil rights, and we even worked on handicaps. We worked on, that's what we, and, and uh, politics, city politics, uh, redlining of houses. You know, we didn't, we didn't pay attention to women's rights. And maybe that was wrong. Maybe that was, you know, something we slipped up on, but we just didn't do it. And nobody I knew read Betty Friedan or cared. Yeah. Well, I don't know. To me, it's you. You pick. You pick your. You pick your priorities. And I can. I can definitely see where redlining and civil rights and and so on. Not to say that the women's movement wasn't important, but. To me, I can definitely see where you are coming from. Frederick Douglass, Frederick it's interesting. Douglass and Susan oh. B. Anthony fought over women's suffrage because he said, I cannot support, I support women's suffrage, but first we have to have universal civil rights. So I can see where Mickey's mm-hmm. coming from. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But it seems like, like I was... I, I was like 14 or something around then, and people in my school, which was a very small town in conservative Indiana, did read Betty for Dan. But I think things that happened, like that scumbag tennis coach, uh, oh God, whatever yeah. his name was, oh, yeah. that kind of stuff happened to a lot of women. Whereas in my town, we had no black people. I mean, we were all interested in civil rights, Mm -hmm. but we were more exposed to things that happened to women like that, like that particular thing. And so I think that's probably why maybe some people focused on that. It just depended. Yeah. There was so much to focus on. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I was in an all white school, too. I think, I mean, tragically, I didn't even looking back at college and talking about it with my my college roommates in recent years I've realized we had one black friend in college there was I don't remember anybody else like that's terrible and how miserable he must have been <laughs> yeah so, so what kind of stuff did Betty Fernand write about excuse my ignorance uh what 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 did she write about she was pretty out there, actually. <laughs> she, she's yeah. one of the, women's she's rights. sort of like one of the Martin Luther Kings of the women's movement. Except a little oh. more strident. Yeah. Was this the Bruna Bras era? It was, but it, she, I don't know that she advocated no, that, but she no, was really no. strong on... Um, uh, gosh, I don't remember back then. Well, she was p- pushing w- women's rights in. Yeah. yeah. That kind of yeah. Okay. 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 Was the feminine That was mystique. kind of like what Kirby yeah, David. Blair's yeah. story. You know, Kirby's view of Blair's situation Kirby. where okay. Blair was, yeah. was brilliant and 
you know, she, she had, uh, so much potential and she gave it all up to keep house and have a baby. Yeah, right. pretty fit yeah, yeah. for Dan. And, and I I oh. had a, a a girlfriend like that at that time who was I mean, we were a lot younger, but she, where you know, she she went to college, she got pregnant that first year and she had been this strong, strong, opinionated, super smart person, and then all of a sudden She's got a baby, and all she can talk about is, you know, the price of baby food. And I, I just, I remember that being a really traumatizing episode for me. That it was like we'd, we'd been in college like a semester or something, and I came home and I went to see her, and it was like we we're in two different worlds, you know. It, it's, it's so shocking. It's interesting because, because Betty Friedan went the other extreme. Like she would have scorned any woman who chose to be a housewife, and right. that's yeah. unfortunate because some yeah. women do embrace that and are that's quite happy right. with it. Sure. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, well I mean, if 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 Jesse if Jesse was Alan, who Same was way. Eric? Huh? If, oh, if Jesse, I don't know. That's what I Tiger, I maybe Tiger. Oh, I was maybe. thinking Tiger too. Tiger? Yeah, could be. Could be. Yeah. Yeah, I was or thinking Tiger too. No could have been loves him. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. What was Tiger's real name? Richard. 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 Oh, yeah. Richard. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. And what do we read next? Next book. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. We'll talk about next month's book, and then we can talk about this some more if y'all want to. So. Uh, we're taking off July because of the conventions and stuff. And I think it's just good to take a month off, but in August, uh, August 18th, we'll meet again. I, I, I think this book is one that I'm just about finished with. And I think it's really good for this time period with what all has been going on with the, with the racial tension and stuff. It's called the book of lost friends, nine, eight, Eight 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 is the DB number. It's by Lisa uh, Wingate and <clears throat> Morris Jones. Ooh. And Lisa Wingate, I don't know if y'all remember, we talked about one of her books called "Before We Were Yours" about that uh, adoption that uh, that Memphis society yeah. that, that woman oh, yeah. tan, yeah, uh, that was kidnapping those kids and, and adopted them out illegally. But it's an excellent, excellent book, and it. it if you wonder why, you know, folks that are black that are dealing, I mean, I, I know a lot of us don't really wonder about all their struggles and stuff, but if you ever w wonder how folks that are black in this country have had all the crap they've had to deal with, this book will really, really give you a, 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 an eye opening about some it's of that. It's partly stuff. in Louisiana, Alan, isn't it? Oh, uh, yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. That's where most of yeah. it takes place. And I don't know. It's, it's called Augustine, Louisiana. I don't know if that's a real place or not. Doubt it, but it's, but it's based yeah, yeah. probably on something. Yeah. It's set, it's set between the years 1875. It jumps between 1875 oh, and 19 yeah. and 1987, but it is oh, wow. excellent. Oh, I, wow. I really like those kinds of books that jump yeah. from this, up until modern is, age. It's brilliant. And, and it's something, you know, I'm old school talking book. You know, I usually am offended by commercial recordings because I want the old, just read it to oh. me. Don't act it for me. Well, this is an, a commercial 
production, so it's multiple readers, but it's one time when I can say that the audio production is brilliant. It's brilliant. It was made better by those readers. It's really good. I I really enjoy those books that have the multiple readers like The Help did. I do, too. Uh That is one of my favorite all-time Great. Mine too. Mine too. I the think name of this book is the Book of Lost Friends. The Book of Lost Friends. 